know the lyrics to the extended version of every 90s TV theme song? And you recite the entire script to Wayne's World on command, verbatim? Might you wax nostalgic about injuries sustained during backyard wrestling matches? Have you pontificated at length over what beer goes best with Mario Kart? Do you philosophically dwell for inappropriate lengths of time on phenomena like snowsuits, minor five chords, Rocky Four, baseball stats, wall-mounted pencil sharpeners, cinnamon toast crunch, Murray Wilson, seasons two through eight of The Simpsons, Bond villains, then friends, lovers, palindromes, have we got the show for you. It's Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, your esoteric clerics for the fleet of mouth and mind. Brutally honest, meticulously obsessive, and painstakingly pragmatic. Check us out and BS, I love you. Hello, welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast that analyzes the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Jason Haynes. And I am Doug Greenberg. And joining us today is the one and only Jeff Hewlett. Welcome back, Jeff. Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for having me back again. Uh, no, it's our pleasure. It's been fun so far. We're looking forward to another good uh, talk here. Yeah, it's going to be great. I've had a hell of a time in the last three, and... Uh, it's a shame we didn't record some of the pre-show banter. Uh, yeah, you guys could have uh, gotten some nice insight into who we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This feels like a big how Jersey one. works. <laughs> it really lets some stuff fly there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway. I went on my ancestry.com rant. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Um, oh, look, a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's back to Rocky Minute. This is Rocky Minute, people. Uh, uh, speaking of Rocky Minute, today we are knocking out Minute 94, which begins with Rocky... Tr- tr- wow, this I can't even read this. Podcasting is hard. Rocky Trumpatically... <laughs> Trumpatic Rocky... Oh, Rocky triumphantly reaching the top of the steps, and it ends with Adrian laying in bed. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what you think. No. So this is the moment. This here is the most famous moment of all the Rocky movies. Oh, man. A bold statement. <laughs> Can I tell you, I completely agree with you about that. And I, I am simultaneously excited and extremely guilty mm-hmm. right now. Guilty? Uh, I, I, out of all the Sly Cast guys, I lucked out and got this moment. Mm. You know, I know Jeff Ferry, he delayed his appearance to, 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 to be at a certain part of the film. The other guys have been on before me. I lucked out and got the top of the Rocky Steps. The quintessential moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. The universe is looking out for me, man. Mm-hmm. That's it. Your life is complete. Yeah, I'm done. You know, um, I can I can go and do what that YouTube commenter told me to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's been nice, guys. Let's have a, yeah. our Bud Dwyer moment and uh, just kill yourself on air. Yeah. You know what? I could have done that. You should have given me some forewarning. I didn't bring the gun into the room. Uh, Jersey, <laughs> by the way. Jersey. Yeah. Good luck getting a gun in Jersey. <laughs> Listen, folks, suicide is no laughing matter. No, it is not. No, it absolutely matter. is not. And uh, if, if you're if you're feeling that way or you're having those thoughts, seriously, uh, reach out and get some help. Um, I, I did not mean to make light of it. Uh, I, I've known a couple of people who've done that, and it is no laughing matter. Serious moment. Serious moment. Um, 
a little disclaimer and back to the shit. Back to the show. So yeah, you can really feel Rocky's enthusiasm here. I mean, Sly sells this so well. Um, you know, you're getting excited, more excited as the montage is going along. It's pumping you up and pumping you up. And I don't think there could have been a better ending to this moment because I think everybody's watching. Everybody's cheering at this point, And you're ready for Rocky to get in that ring yeah. and knock Apollo out. Can you imagine if – I mean, I know they've, they've done <clears throat> um, showings of this in the movies throughout time. But imagine seeing it now and just getting – like the whole audience getting pumped up mm-hmm. the higher. He gets on those steps as the music is building to the crescendo. That, that must be like just an I'm exciting, glad, exciting moment. I'm glad you bring up the music because the music <clears throat> makes, obviously makes the montage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. The music oh, yeah. um, makes the montage and, and the mu- and the reason you get so excited as he's going up the steps and gets to the top and reaches the top and you're, you're pumped up and the, the singing st- is because of the music. It's yeah, Did it's use the word crescendo, and we all know I've discussed the fact that I was a uh, a music person. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, were you, were you, oh. did you break out the script? What year was it? <laughs> um, so yeah, the, <clears throat> the music was a major part of it, and I I had watched this interview with Bill Conti um, a few times here, and he talks about. Uh, when they when they had the scenes of him running up the steps or whatever, th- uh, they played it for John Adelson with uh, Beethoven's Heroic Symphony, which is his third symphony. They put it, the music to that to it just to give him the f- mm. it showed him what it would be like with the music attached to it or whatever. So then they went to Bill Conti and Bill Conti tells a story. He says that um that basically you've been he's been playing the sad music the whole time the dun 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 because the music has been sad the whole time and. You know, and now he says uh, John Avison came to him for it was the tenth reel, which was the montage, the the fight scene. And he asked him for some some music for a training montage. And Bill Conti talks about how he he began with what he started the movie with, the fanfare Rocky, the trumpets, and he said he used that because to him heroic music was brass. He said when I hear brass and I hear loud, I I, I hear I feel like it's time to go wow. to battle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, That's where he gets that from. So he said John Avison asked him for thirty seconds. No, I'm sorry, John Avison asked him for a minute. He did the minute form, and then he went to him again. And he said, "Can you give me another minute?" And he gave him a minute and a half. And then he asked him to give him another minute. He kept going back to him, and then he actually quoted it one time. He said, "Avelson came to him and said, I haven't used the medicine ball and the one arm push up yet. Can you give me some more music?'" And he mm-hmm. gave him another thirty seconds, another thirty seconds, and he said, "The whole the whole song, Gonna Fly Now, was was a was written in these thirty second bits for the, wow. for the movie." And then it was like a he said it was like his exact words were a patch patchwork quilt of bits and pieces that they put together and then he said when they they run up the stairs they get to the top of stairs and john avilson says to him it feels like rocky's gonna fly gonna take off and fly Mm -hmm. at this point and that's when they decided they were gonna put some words into the thing and that's where the words gonna fly now came from and Mm -hmm. the singers on the song is actually um bill conti's wife and some of her friends Um, they were at work at an office where he called her up and said, can you bring some of the girls over to the studio right now? We're going to film the thing or whatever. And they came over and he wrote the words right there and they sang the words and damn. And boom, have you have a, a, hit. a hit. That's amazing. Yeah. That is me. I didn't know. I see. I didn't know that, that I just learned something that blew my mind. I would have never known by listening to that and seeing this movie so many times that that was the case. But he says in, in this interview, you could look it up on YouTube. Um, he says in the interview that basically the, the song was supposed to – the song was written uh, – the music was written this way to give you the illusion that Rocky can actually win the fight. 
and he sneaks yes. it. The whole movie up until this point, and he's uh, we quote all the time here is the the guy's a loser. He's a loser. <laughs> the Rock is a loser, and and Bill Conti says, you know, he's been a loser the whole time, and he's like he had read the script, so he knows how it ends. He knows he loses. He's a loser. The guy loses for an hour and a half. He loses the fight. He's a loser. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he said that he wrote the music. Because he wanted to give you, he wanted you for a, for a minute and a half, two, three minutes, however long, to think, to put the thought in your head that Rocky can actually win. And he said, when you're watching it, when he gets to the top of the stairs and the music's hitting his crescendo and he's jumping around in the back of your head, you you think like he he can actually he's win. He's like he's got it, yeah. a chance. Mm-hmm. And and well, all that. I'll tell you, if Apollo was at the top of that staircase when Rocky got there, Rocky would have won. Yeah. yeah End of story. He- he had that fire. Depends yeah. how Apollo it's got a street fight. to the top of the stairs. My ring's outside. What? It depends how Apollo got to the top of the stairs. Because if, if, if Rocky <laughs> ran up 72 stairs and Apollo was like dropped there by a helicopter, I think Apollo would have fired. If they, if they both <laughs> ran the stairs, stairs. <laughs> if they both ran the stairs and they're equally as tired, then they have a fair shot. But uh, you know. nah, Rocky was on a high, man. The street uh, fight. Another uh, little nugget about But the- Apollo would have been also on a high if he got, ran the stairs. I don't think so. Right, it depends what kind of music he had in his He's iPad. He's <laughs> iPhone. You don't carry your iPad when you're running. Another yeah. little nugget about the music is they had a $25,000 budget, like all in $25,000. That's, wow. that's the orchestra. That's mm-hmm. the studio that's time. Yeah. That, that could disappear like that. Uh, the tape that they used to record on. So, I mean, they, they really had to string wow. it together. And everything was done in about three hours. Damn. It's quick, yeah. That's amazing, and you got and you got a, a theme that is almost universally recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Incredible. it's actually uh, Bill Conti had wanted to tell the story. He said that um, that next year at the Academy Awards, uh, Barbara Streisand was uh, hosting, and Bill Conti was doing the music direction for the Academy Awards. And he said in her when she was up there at the podium talking, the one of the things she said was that the the song from the movie had motivated her so much that, that she, every morning she wakes up and goes for a jog listening to wow. that song. And, and Bill Conti was like, that's all I ever wanted to do is make music that inspires people to do something. But he also threw in that he wished it would inspire him to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it inspired everybody well, but him. It, so it's- oh, run up the art, uh, art museum steps. So. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the camera work in this spot where, where it rotates from the side shot of Rocky to directly behind him. And he, Throw, throwing his hands up in the air, that's like the uh, the iconic shot mm-hmm. of, you know, you see the great view of Philly as he raises his arms in the air. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, well, you know what, that's that that's that ending slow-mo scene to me is that's Rocky winning over everyone who's who shit on him mm-hmm. and called him a loser and he winning over himself, you know? Yeah, he yeah. proved to himself that he could do this and, you know, even if he didn't win the fight, still a winner after that in my book. It actually, Jay, in the script. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> let's go to the script. Uh, it says, uh, Twilight Rocky is alone at the very bottom of a huge flight of steps that seem to stretch into the heavens. Ooh. Rocky takes a deep breath and sprints up the never-ending stairs. Halfway up, his body shows the strain. Nearing the top, Rocky pumps with all his strength and arrives at the very top. He looks down the steep stairs and swells with pride. He is ready. Mm. He's a winner. He's a loser. Uh, he he does he, he does like he throws you know some of his signature air punches and he he puts his hands on his hips and does does <laughs> like a little jig. It's like a uh, almost like an an Irish dance or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's some sort of you know <laughs> like a little Irish jig sort of thing. He does some footwork. Uh, 
Yeah, that's a beautiful shot though. Overlooking the whole city. Yeah, the he's, arms up, man. That's iconic. That's our cover page for Rocky Minute. Yeah, on, uh, Speaking Facebook. of Rocky Minute, why don't you head over there? What do you? Uh, you got something on this shot, right, Jay? The, the close up. <laughs> yeah, this um this shot here where it's uh the music's you know at its peak here, and they they're zooming in on Rocky. Um, the shot was originally actually zooming out of Rocky. So the shot got wider, not smaller. It was a tight shot. It was a tight shot. Okay. And um, when they watched it back, they thought that the music, being that the music was was crescendo at that point, that it should be focusing in on Rocky and zooming in on him. So they, John Adelson said he called the lab and they reversed the film on it and they played it backwards so that it's, so the film is playing backwards. Did you get that from what I said? Backwards? Yeah, yeah. So the film's playing backwards. So it's zooming in on Rocky when it was actually shot zooming out of, from Rocky. Now, knowing that, mm-hmm. you watch that th- those air punches that he throws kind of do look a little off. All right. Let's go back. And, but uh, it's but something that you don't notice you know, when you're watching it. Oh, my God. It does like yes, the air punches are going in reverse. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never noticed that before. Indulge yourself, Jeff, if you have the Not the up. second one. That first one. Oh. Yeah. It's like huh. he's throwing an elbow to somebody behind him. Oh, well, multiple attackers. You got <laughs> That's what you learn in karate. <laughs> For defense only. <laughs> you never start a fight, but you never walk away from one. It's what uh, Cherico used to teach us in mm-hmm. uh, Cherico School of Karate. Does anybody want to take any last cracks at the montage or the art museum steps? Okay. Moving on. <laughs> It's the night before the fight. Now, the music cuts, and all we hear is the train go by. Another, yeah. you know, I love the train, the train scenes. Mm-hmm. But we're inside Rocky's apartment. We don't hear any more music for quite a while now. We don't hear anything but silence for quite a while, mm-hmm. if you notice. But it's New Year's Eve, right? Is it? The fight is on New Year's Day. Yep. Yep. Oh. Adrian's already asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky's on the couch. I know. They're living in sin, yet. They they still have the decency uh, to what in the in the in the most PC way in the most holy way they're living in sin they're uh, they're not sharing a bed right, right. but I think I think that I love the way that this scene starts with the the pan down the wall mm-hmm. of the the newspaper cutouts uh, the Rocky Marciano uh, poster with the the Santa Claus beard and the magazine covers and then you, you, they they change over to Rocky's face and he's just he's just staring at this wall of stuff yeah and you can you can see the weight of everything just on rocky's face like he's looking this is a guy who was called a loser he's he's got a horrible career he's working for a hitman and you know lone shark rather and and now he's on magazine covers and people are writing articles about him right then this is this is a world that he's not used to and you can see that it's slide has such a great non-verbal acting job here you can see all of that going through his head as he's just looking at that wall we've said that many times how how expressive his face is yeah god another thing he doesn't get enough credit for in my opinion oh totally you're right but he's you're right he's looking at that wall like he as if he's saying how did i get here yeah exactly Exactly. I mean, what would you? How would you feel if you know tomorrow? You know, you woke up and all of a sudden, you know, Time Magazine's got you in there, and you're on the and you're at, you're in the the Asbury Park Press, right? And <laughs> you know, CNN is talking about you. Like, whoa, oh my God, this is ridiculous. I'm just a guy, you know, who works in a cubicle in an office. All of a sudden, 
the the weight of all this is on me. I was so. I was thinking that the last time we saw that Rocky Marciano poster, there was nothing. It was just the Rocky Marciano poster on a wall. Now it's surrounded with all these newspaper articles yeah. and magazine covers and pictures of him. It's, mm-hmm. It has to be surreal. It has to be like yeah. an out of body experience. Yeah. The Italian stallions printed on the cover yeah. of Tempo magazine. Uh, but this is a he was he was like he was just on a we had the, like the most inspirational your euphoric like high that he could have had at the top of the stairs and now we what is this that night so like we I just, don't know I'm, well we know the the fight at Adrian and Paulie's house was around Christmas because they were watching a Christmas yeah. movie and had a Christmas tree and here yeah. this is New Year's Eve. Okay. So yeah, not too far. Yeah, away. it's it's. I mean, he we we know he only had six weeks to train, five weeks, six weeks to train. So I don't know. All right. So he he at some point he had the high where he was running top of stairs. Thinks you know maybe thinks he could win, and now he's it's all starting to set in now at this point where he's I think so. It's like the night before like a big interview or something. It's looming. It's heavy. Yeah, yeah. heavy on his mind. Like this is real now. It's just starting. It only gets heavier from here. Yeah. All those magazine covers and articles are proof that it's real mm-hmm. and it's happening. And he's by he's essentially by himself right now because Adrian's asleep. Mm-hmm. And he's just it's just him and his thoughts. And the, you know the weight of the next day is just right there, right in front of his face. He's he's got nobody to talk to about it. Right. He's just got to deal with the thoughts. He's got to deal with the pressure. Yeah. I wish yeah. we could see some um, like. All of the articles and stuff. You see the one newspaper article that says Italian Stallion gets a shot at the title. There's another one, like a Newsweek cover poster that says something about politics, 76. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no- we got to wait for the uh, the 8K release of this movie so we can actually zoom in on the text of that newspaper, right? That's yeah, right around the corner, isn't it? Yeah, 4K not quite good enough, but they just had CES right out in in, in Vegas. So uh, 8K TVs right around the corner. Oh man, get ready to rebuy all your movies. The machines are going to take over soon. <laughs> yeah, Skynet is real. <laughs> uh, there's another article. It says looking to something blank supremacy because we can't. The word is cut off. Rocky in his training outfit on the cover on the cover of Tempo magazine. Did you find anything on Tempo? I just looked it up. It's it's. It was a magazine in the UK. It's a magazine in Turkey. It's, Is it, huh. well, isn't it like a like a music magazine or something? Just you would think something on that. Uh, I didn't no. see. I only saw uh, something about Turkey and uh, UK. Stocking nailed to the wall. What is with the Santa mustache and beard on Rocky Marciano? I don't know, but I like that. I like it too. I, I was actually <laughs> looking for pictures of my own house where I could who I could put a, a, must, a mustache and beard on next Christmas. What Jackie about, Robinson yeah, might be wearing yeah, it right there. Yeah, he might be wearing it right. next Christmas. Or that samurai guy right there. Uh, samurai don't celebrate Christmas. Derek Jeter. He's a samurai. <laughs> Derek Jeter. <laughs> yeah. you know We're just looking around the studio at all the pictures Jay has hanging up here. The samurai Jackie Robinson, Derek Jeter. Very, very weird. <laughs> it's a very weird place. Uh, so that's his his quote unquote nice couch that he's laying on there. Very was nice. Yeah, cuff and link off in the background somewhere. Is that the couch? probably sleeping too? But Why is he sleeping on the couch? Because they're he's a good Catholic boy and he yeah, gave Adrian, Adrian the bed. He's not living in sin. I slept on the couch the other night, dude. <laughs> you know how hard Father Carmine would come down on Rocky 
if he slept in the same bed with Adrian, man, all the blessings, he'd take them all back. <laughs> That's yeah. right. No blessings for you. No. I want to get, I want to dig a little into this. Why did you sleep on the couch the other night, Jay? Well, if you've listened to any other episode, you would think me and my wife had a fight and I ended up on the couch. That's not true, friends. That's not true. You passed out. Nope, nope, nope. I slept on the couch because my wife had a stomach virus. Oh. And I have a crippling fear of the stomach virus, just an irrational, crippling fear. I She was nauseous for like a full day. Oh. Like a full 24-hour period, she was nauseous, and I was going about my day. I didn't think anything of it because she hadn't thrown up, and that's the key. Mm-hmm. So I was going about my day, and I went – she was she came home from work early. She was taking a nap, and I went grocery shopping with my son, and I bought us a rotisserie chicken and some and a sweet potato. And I came home, and I was in – I remember like it was yesterday. I was in the kitchen slicing up the rotisserie chicken. Was it like two days ago? It was three days ago. I was slicing the rotisserie chicken. Uh, One potato? Yeah, it was just for me. She she wasn't eating because she didn't feel. Oh, I was like, what is this? 1976. What are we doing? So <laughs> one, I got it. Um, so I uh, I picked up off the side of the road in Philadelphia in the in one of the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Some shriveled up lettuce. I'm slicing my chicken. My potato is in the microwave, and I hear her throwing up in the bathroom. Oh, and, and that was it, dude. I couldn't eat. You would have thought that someone just came oh. in and gave me to tell me I was going to die tomorrow, like. I just I put everything down. I did, I tried to eat. I couldn't. I couldn't even swallow the chicken. Oh my! God. I put everything away. I went and sat on the couch and spent the next three hours. I first I texted her and, and told her she's not to leave the bedroom or the bathroom. Those are this is the only places she can go. You quarantine her. Yeah, a loving husband right there. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. Um, I <laughs> sat there. Uh, my for the next three hours, my son played, and I just. Googled everything and anything about stomach viruses. I Googled. I actually typed in Google. My wife has a stomach virus. How do I not get it? <laughs> I Googled stomach virus in one-year-olds. I Googled uh, I, everything about stomach viruses. And I, I do, it ruined my entire night. Like I sat on the couch in misery. Oh, just miserable. And then I put, oh. I put my son to bed. I went back to the couch. I slept on the couch. At like 1230, I woke up and I felt a little bit nauseous. I immediately went and got a ginger ale. Oh, my God. <laughs> he stocks ginger ale. And I had some crackers and some ginger you ale. Constantly wow. work yourself up into a tizzy and it never, and you didn't get it, right? Is that the moral of the story? I Knock on wood, did not get it yet. Um, but I, you should have seen me. I, I have a serious, serious. I, I was on the couch just in misery. Like it was the end of the world. Like I was acting as if someone came in and said, listen, this is it. The world's ending tomorrow. This is your last night. And I just sat there like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> like this is, <laughs> and, and like I said, when I got up, it was 1230. My loved ones. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say goodbye because she was in the bedroom with the stomach virus. I wasn't going in there, but it was like at what 1230, when I woke up and I felt a little bit nauseous before I got the ginger ale, I was on the, on the couch. I like, I woke up, I had a little bit of nausea, which was, which I believe was, I created myself because I got so worked up that I oh, actually yeah. sitting there. And when I, I was like, Oh my God, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is the moment. <laughs> I did the sign of the cross. I did. <laughs> did you call father Carmine? <laughs> like I was like, I, I, I was, I actually woke up and, and out loud said the words like, Oh my God, here it is. This is it. Like, I feel something. I had I, I, ginger ale. I, I paced the floors for a little, uh, like, I don't know what to do anymore. I got to go to therapy. <laughs> it's been stomach virus minute with Jay. Yeah, but then I actually went through, um, there's actually, when you ha- when you have the stomach virus, right? And that's the funny thing. It's such an irrational thing because 
it 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 has a finite end. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. gonna end. Usually in twenty four hours, maybe a little longer, but you know that it's gonna end. And and it it doesn't hurt. You're not in pain. You're just nauseous and throw up. You have the shits, whatever. But you can you can like it's not like like you have the flu where you don't know how long this is gonna go on mm-hmm. or whatever. Like you know that I'm gonna feel better probably, but in in like a few hours. And 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 actually the funny thing is after you have it, when you wake up the next day, you feel like reborn. Like you feel like you've gone <laughs> through you've gone through hell and you've made it and you're alive and you're it's like the whole world is ahead of you. The sun comes out and you can go on with your life. And you know you're probably – I know they say you can get it more than once, but you usually don't. So you know you're probably good for another year now. You've been renewed. Your life's been renewed for the, a year. The art museum steps. <laughs> right. I'm at rocking top of the steps the morning after stomach virus. <laughs> so the, actually the next day, I actually got depressed that I didn't actually get it because now I can't have the euphoria of having it. Oh and now God. I'm like, fuck, I, I can actually still get it now. And she, she, my wife is done. So the next morning, she was all you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, like, like oh, I, I, she's she's good now. And now I'm like, shit, like I went through a whole night, like a whole night of misery, and now I can still get it another time. Like if I got it, I would be like, all right, this whole day was wasted. The night of misery you did to yourself. <laughs> yeah, but now you know what's gonna happen is I'm actually gonna get it one day. And then so I've lost two days now of, of life because of this thing. Just hope to God you get it. Get it over with. I I almost I was actually upset that I didn't get it because I'm like I wish I just got it and got it over with. But now I have to fu- now I have to think about. I, I usually I, I worry from usually for with me January until early April. So now I still have to worry. Whereas if I just had it, I could be done with this now. It would be done. But now I might. I don't know. I could get it tonight, tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I think this is a good time to talk about the uh, the deleted scene from Rocky, uh, mm. Rocky one, where Rocky had the stomach virus. <laughs> is that why he's on the couch? Because he, he, he had it. He ran and puked into Cuff and Link's tank. Yeah, this was it was a little rough. <laughs> That's why they cut it out. Those animal cruelty. PETA got involved. You know, um, Jeff Jay is going to hate you for this, but you actually reminded me that there is a deleted scene right here. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, what, what am I doing? I don't know if, if what I'd rather have the stomach virus or listening to the, the Doug read the script. <laughs> <laughs> At least the stomach virus has an end. When he's reading the script, I don't know when it's going to end. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got to be up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dedicate this uh, deleted scene to our friend Matt Mashan, <clears throat> Mashan. of the Stallone Fanatics because he loves these. Jay, not so much. But there's a scene in the mayor's office. Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Goldie. Back Wilson. to the future reference there. Yes. Yes. No. yes, Mayor Goldie Wilson. So Rocky's led into Mayor Rizzo's office by an aide. So he's nervous. You know, Mayor tells him to sit down. Uh, the mayor says, "I've been going over your record. You've been the busy type. Nineteen arrests, probation three times, expelled from seven public schools in 1964 and 65." He says, I'm a very busy man, but I just wanted to remind you that you'll be setting an example for thousands of guys like yourself and maybe start them off in a new direction and give our police force a break. I also hope you try the very best to bring pride to Philadelphia. Rocky says, I'll try. They uh, do a photo op. Mayor thanks him for coming by. Rocky says, anytime. And he's leaving and the mayor says, wait, after the fight, you'll have nearly $150,000. What do you plan to do with it? Rocky says, run for mayor. Oh, I can see why that was deleted. <laughs> yeah, so could I. But just saying, it, it gives it gives you like a little bit into Rocky's past that we don't ever really get. Like he was he was a he was a bad boy. 
Okay, moving on. Jay, wake up. <laughs> I dream you were reading from the script again. <laughs> uh, so Rocky gets up off his couch bed. Uh, you see the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Puts on a jacket, and we see like a little adorable framed picture of Rocky and Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Him from behind, it's a nice touch. It's kind of a playful thing, but doesn't um, doesn't come fully uh, full circle until uh, we get to the next minute. But um, right, I think, uh, it's a cute I like, touch. I like how you see the picture there in the foreground, and yes, and she's sleeping in the background. Yeah. Man, that is a great shot. Um, I it have was. two questions though. Three. Two, three, two questions. Mm-hmm. First question is: They've only been dating how long? They started dating when Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. So you've been dating a month and a half. No, yeah, a month and a week. I have three questions about this. Okay, um, we've been on most of uh, a lot of their dates, time together, or whatever. A, who took the picture? Paulie. Okay, so Paulie took the picture. Now, this is 1976. Photo mat. Like one hour photo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where did they go? I got answers for all these. Photo frame for this. Like, it seems like a lot. You're trading yeah. for a fight. Like, I don't know. This looks, this doesn't look like a picture that a couple dating a, week, a month would have in their house. Well, it is. There it is. <laughs> right in front of you. you can Shut see that question right down. My second question is, who is sending them Christmas cards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, every, all the people who want to use Rocky's name for money, I would think. Yeah. Um, so, Paulie, Mickey, yeah. <laughs> the pet shop <laughs> owner. Maybe yeah, Apollo sent one. Um, but he has been – He's been. it says, you know, another script moment. He's been receiving telegrams. So, people, uh, people Christmas are reaching right. out. People are sending yeah, faxes. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> So here we are the night before the fight. This is like his shit or get off the pot moment. Mm-hmm. Like he's done the training. He's prepared himself. He's at peak physical condition. You know, he's done the the whole, all the press and all, all that other stuff. And now it's time to perform. Mm-hmm. And he's physically ready. Yes. But is he mentally ready? Mm. So I think that's question. what we're well, not. We, but that's what he's going to be struggling with for the next couple of minutes. Not that I can see into the future, but possibly. But that's where the minute ends. Minute 94. Done. Any um, thing else on that? Nope. Okay. I'm excited for minute 95. Can't wait. All right. Let's uh, jump right into it then. Uh, Hit us with your contact info. Talking to me? Yes, I am. I should have said that. Oh, hi, guys. Uh, Yeah, I'm Jeff Hewlett. (laughs) Uh, yeah, there's plenty of places you can find me. Uh, the TricorderTransmissions.com is the uh, podcast, Star Trek Podcast Network. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big part of that, along with my partner, Heather Barker, and um, my buddy Ian, Jim. We got a lot of hosts over there, uh, Barry, Shashank, we're, we're all over the place. I'm part of the Slycast, of course, and also part of Zilch, the official podcast of the monkeys, and not the animal, the monkeys. Uh, the band, mm. the monkeys. I had to clarify that for Jay before. Um, I would listen to either one. There's <laughs> probably two or three of you out there that would have needed that same clarification. Um, and if you're looking for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Warp Factor Jeff. Excellent. I had to um, get your info from Craig because I couldn't find oh. any Jeff Hewlett anywhere. To Dude, be found. I am so incognito, man. <laughs> That's. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. Um, yeah, I could tell you. Well, that's the funny thing is that um, I'm, I'm part of a I'm, I'm a I'm a, a litigant in a, a, a court case here in, in Jersey, and I'm surprised that that doesn't come up 
online. Wow. So yeah, I can tell you the story, but I'll do it offline. I don't, I don't think uh, the listeners would be too interested in that. But, uh, you never know. You never know. All right. Yeah. So you can contact me through the New Jersey state district attorney's office. <laughs> All right. So before Jeff's, uh, opposing lawyers calling shut down on their, uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, head over to Twitter and Twitter, at Rocky minute. And uh, leave us a nice message. Uh, Facebook listeners page is mighty mix and our home away from home dueling genre com where you can catch us and a bunch of other podcasts that Doug is going to go over tomorrow at the end of our show because he does it every Friday night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, iTunes, you can check us out. Give us a five-star review. And um, if you want to go to our email, which is rockyminute at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to hear something for our finale show, which is supposed to be credits, uh, instead of talking about the key grip, uh, we're going to... What does a key grip do? Uh, wait till the finale show. That's... <laughs> Oh, we have Jeff. If you want to know, you're gonna have to email us that question. <laughs> Has nothing to do with gaffer's tape or taping cables to the floor. Um, oh, is that what grip comes from? Because tape grips the floor or grips you whatever you stick it to. Never a guy know. holding like a pole or something. Oh, anyway. So, if you have anything you want to hear, anything you want us to address, anything, anything at all, um, if you want to learn about any other ailments or illnesses or diseases that I'm afraid of. There's plenty. So uh, if you hear that, just... <laughs> Ebola. <laughs> Mad cow. So, uh, but for now, we um, have knocked out this minute, so uh, we'll see you tomorrow <laughs> at Rocky Minute. <laughs>